Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We weren't sure, but it looks like we're going to be playing some day trippers a la night trippers tonight. So I'm just going to kick it over to Todd because we haven't played in real time in, I don't know, frig like two months maybe. So nobody knows what's happening. So we'll let Todd give us a recap and then we'll jump into it. Uh, well, we are in the Night Trippers world. It's a it's sort of a mid-apocalyptic side-by-side with the ubiquitous devastated, lava-filled landscape with a dark orange sky. And Ula, played by Leslie, lives here, uh, has fled from the city because there's all kinds of fuzz on her tail, and stumbled accidentally, literally through a vortex, into uh, Jack Nash and Trey, who had come from another reality. Didn't shock Leslie at all, because there's reality fractures. They happen like storms around here. It happens all the time. She's seen people disappear through these portals. She's seen, now, a couple people come through one. Didn't really shock her much at all. In fact, it was only a little bit of a shock when Reggie came through. As a little naked baby in a big brass ornate jar. He's a jar baby. And he speaks. And there's all sorts of complicated and semi-magical equipment attached to the lower side of the jar, which allows him to interact with everybody else. And he'd been running from the drones and bounty hunters on their tail. They made it to a hidey hole, which is an RV that Ula had set up just in case she needed a, a place to run to. And here's where they met a fellow who called himself the Terminationer. You could share the screen if anybody's watching. All of our one fans in the world are watching. There he is. Everybody loves the Terminationer. He looked like a threat for a minute, but he turned out to be a 19-year-old kid who'd run away from home and was trying to make it for himself living out here in the Badlands. And so uh, <laughs> you got him drunk, piled him into a truck, called for a medical drone to come get him, and you took most of his shit. Uh, I don't remember exactly what was taken, but I'm hoping that Jesse wrote it down because that's where we left you guys. Uh, I, I have a Jesse list of takes some notes. <laughs> I take notes when it comes to stuff that I collect. I think, yeah, that's the general <laughs> rule for Trey. Yeah, I got a list somewhere here. I do remember that we did not take his pets. He had pets. No, yeah, he had a bunch of little bots. I took one of them. I was going to say there was definitely one. We had one in in custody. Yeah, but we left the rest of them because they were his buddies. We took the one that was was broken slash shot. Okay, so that was the one that that Nash shot, and his name was Fred. Yeah. I think he had, like, a tent. I think we took his tent. I think he had... um, Okay, Vibra 5, I don't have notes. To see, I mean, I know what I know what he had, but I don't remember which. which my my only had. note is that we take all his shit and it's circled. Yeah, <laughs> we took everything, but we left him all but one of his bots. That's oh, okay. Okay, uh, so that means that. Uh, oh, did you take his his life insurance card? There. Okay, yeah. I I wrote down. No, no, he probably needs that because the drones are taking him back. Yeah. I wrote down ID, RFID, insurance card, something about Global Nation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so his, uh, 
uh, you're, you, thank you. That actually rings a bell for me. You, that you found in his uh, in his wallet, and uh, it apparently is a pass card for Global Nation products. Where you would also learn, you got the guy tanked a little bit, and he was talking for a while. He yeah. has father issues, right? Fuck my dad, that kind of thing. Um, trying to trying to prove he's a big man and doesn't need his dad to survive. But his dad is actually obviously rich, works for Global Nation products as an ad sales optimizer, and this is a pass card. Apparently, this kid, his dad had got him a job, but he doesn't want to be like his old man, and he ran away to the Badlands. That's what you've kind of pieced together. Uh, who knows what exactly the details are, but that's what it looks like. So you got his pass card, which if one day you ever wanted to pay an issue, a, a, a visit to Global Nation headquarters, <laughs> that would get you into the building. And uh, you took his tent. So that is a uh, shield brand, Viber 5 Mega Tent. It sleeps three uh, and expands to six because it's actually nanotech assembled on the fly. And then you got his uh, a, a tougher Lifesaver 3000 that was in his backpack. It's a yeah, I broad- wrote that down. <laughs> okay. So broad range scanner um, with long range microfrequency and uh, one kilometer range audio. Um, I think we took his ident card because I vaguely remember us talking about, you know, if we, if we needed to... Um, maybe either sneak in there or have some sort of identity since we don't have any in this universe and Mm -hmm. Ula is wanted. So none of us was going to be scanning anywhere. Right. I mean, I think this guy's real name is implant anyway, that the drone will recognize him from. So, yes, that was the other half of the bell ringing. The life insurance policy is implanted in his wrist. So that's how the drones found him. You guys just left him in the back of a truck. And uh, the last scene of the last episode, in fact, was the medical drone carrying him away, just sort of twisting at the bottom of a cable. Right. (laughs) It reminded me of the poor man that we killed and sent back at that time. Remember that time? Where we, we killed the man who was trying to kill me. We sent him back to the drone. Oh, that's true. I remember that, too. I, I had a vivid sort of memory of that moment because of well, how he, it... He deserved it. I mean, he, he fucking... Those guys almost killed the both of you. They did. Yep. Yeah, that drone was actually trying to capture Nash. Um, and Reggie, like, knocked him out of the way or something. And it caught the other dude instead. Uh, I sacrificed one of my drones... Oh, is that is that what it was? Yes. No, it 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 came to net Reggie. It was he was wrestling on top with that guy. And paid two mega for that drone. He he was able to get out of it because it was uh it was this was at the time this is at the time when Somnambula was hunting for Reggie. Hey guys, we're doing one of those flashback episodes where they keep talking about (laughs) (laughs) and Ula was there. She was the one who sort of like helped, you know, shoot the drones away, if you remember. You know what? I think all of this conversation is canon because you're all All kind of we left you kind of drunk. You've been drinking all night with the Terminationer. And so all this is canon. You're having this conversation. And Ula is taking it all in. Yeah, I wanted to throw out though. I did casually mention that we needed to. That's we're like finding Ula again. We needed to get back. I, I, I don't know. I, I made a, a point of making a note of that. And when I make a note of something, I, it's usually feels significant to me from the past. I wanted to throw that out there. We never went back to it because I fast talked away from it. Well, Just, you know, it might. It might be. Uh, I don't. I can. Can you pour booze into the the 
baby's jar. I'm trying to figure out how to get the baby drunk because everybody else is drunk. <laughs> it's very no, easy. Nash I don't know how I drunk. know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nash is stone so, cold sober. That's so, uh, I mean, I was going to say it, it may be the booze talking, but not in Reggie's case. Everybody else, it's the booze listening. When Reggie says, at the end of this long conversation where you're flashing back to previous hijinks, and Ula is just like, oh, my God, these guys have, like, real history. They've, like, saved each other's lives multiple times in a world I've never heard of. Talking about people I, you know, will never know. And, like, years worth of history as they're reminiscing in front of you, and they're just kind of boozing it up and, and rambling on. And Reggie turns and looks at everybody, and he says, it's good to have us all back again. And Ula, he's staring at you because, Reggie, right now, you feel like this is the team. This is, this is a, for some reason, Ula, in your heart and head, has always been here. Yes, it's very nice to have the team back together. Finally. Yeah, I mean, it's good right. that you're here. Right? Yeah, Finally. yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey's new part and, and Ula, I mean, that's that's yeah. good. I mean, we're... Like always. Like, <laughs> like before. No, I mean, I mean, Ula's, I mean, we just met Ula like a couple hours ago, man. No, well, no. Yeah. All, the, all that stuff that happened with Sonambula and Frank and, and everything like that, that was just a dream, Reggie. You know this. And uh, and the fact that Ula wasn't there, that's just because Ula wasn't in that dream. That's all. That's not real, though. This is real. Right. This is right. We're back to reality where we're all together again. You are correct. Yes. Fuck. You're going to again with this, right? I mean, I, I, you know what? I, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going it, to. It's fine. But you know what? We're going to need to get out of here. Because they well, may send yes. someone out to find out what happened to that guy. So yes, um, they're coming for the Terminator for sure. Well, so. <laughs> should we drink off the boo? Uh, drink. See, I can't even speak. Should we sleep off the booze and then go? I'm not sure that it's safe to stay here. Uh, are you okay to travel, Trey? How you feeling? I am. Uh, in an adequate position to leave if we must. Um, I mean, we, we can, I mean, we could try to set watches and stay if you think, I mean, well, you know, a place better than, than we do. Do you think that they would send somebody out for this guy or is his dad just going to like slap Moran when he gets home and lock <laughs> him in his room? I really don't think it would happen immediately if at all. In fact, uh, you know, he, he doesn't really strike me as that important, but I don't know. <laughs> You're not kidding. Do you know the approximate time between here and the city? By You're flight? About, <laughs> You're about 30 kilometers out. How many kilometers in a mile? Because I, I know how fast I can move hiking. <laughs> but kilometers doesn't help me. <laughs> it's about two and a half. So like 12 miles, something like that. 12 miles? 10. Well, I mean, that's a couple uh, hours. About, yeah. That's at least so, a few hours, I think. Are we talking about going to the city, or are we going to go to the underground people? I was attempting to estimate how long it would take the drone to get back to the city, and then for them to gather up a uh, small force to then send back this uh, to this location. I figured if they do so, we have at least uh, five, potentially six hours. Probably fair to assume that They'll figure out that there was an altercation, correct? 
Yes, but do they give a shit? Um, I mean, he may not even want his dad to know, right? I mean, if, if the if the it's drone embarrassing. Takes, yeah, I mean, he's going to take him to a hospital, probably, right? I mean, dad, it comes dad down to it. What it, him. what it looks like to you guys is, kid ran away from home, took a bunch of his dad's wilderness survival gear, and he lost it, and then came yeah. home shit faced. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, he he was so drunk that they, they won't even get a straight story out of him. I'm not even worried, to be honest. <laughs> right, he'll be talking about the baby, talking to him in a can, and the uh, yeah, he'll be saying all kinds of weird shit. No one is going to believe you're that. Right. You're, we're totally that's, safe. You're, you're right. That's we're totally true. safe. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and we live the rest of our days right here. Totally safe. <laughs> do you do you two want to sleep that off? I, I don't mind uh, taking first and maybe second shift if necessary. Um, I, I actually think I need to sleep. I need to like shut this down for a minute and just. And come back and then let's try this again. Because all of this, there's a lot has happened in one, is it a day? How many hours has it been since I've met you? It's It's been about 36 hours and you've spent half of them running or walking. Long yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and and then points, you spent the whole Reggie night drinking. <laughs> yes, so... Um, and she like just yawns like really. <laughs> it's, like, time. it's time for a little. It's time for sleep. It's time, I think for the sleep yeah. for, for the ones who sleep. It's time for sleep. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, Reggie, you fall asleep like for a few minutes at a time, like all the time. It, I do you, micro naps. I micro nap. You That's yeah. Just, it's just the benefit of being in this vessel is that I don't need to do full on rests. I just do micro naps, and I'm just I'm good to go. He claps in the in the water, but there's no sound because <laughs> it's real slow because there's resistance. <laughs> yeah, there's so much resistance in here. I can't clap. So everybody find a place somewhere in the RV to bed down, grab a few hours sleep. Let's see if anything happens. Nash is staying up. Nash is staying up. Okay. We're not all sleeping at the same time. There's zero percent chance that happens. Like, like we're working now, so like Nash is on. He's he's on it. So he's he's up for at sure least was, the first shift. It was it was dawn, crack of dawn. We had gone all through the night with the termination and the, the final scene with him going off. It was into the dawn. So uh, yeah. if you guys took like uh, oh I don't know maybe eight hours here and split up the the watch shifts, you could all grab five or six. Yeah, but if I can get someone else up <laughs> at, at second bell, then sure. But but they're gonna fall I mean, asleep first. I'm good though. I mean, I'm good. I'll, I'll be up. I, I think we've established that I don't really sleep normally. But, but look, you know what? Then I'll, I'll stay up with you for a while. This this has been a lot to to fucking process. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we I we can talk it out or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I can't. We we can't all be asleep. Like, that's just not gonna no. not gonna work. Okay, so everybody. Um, we're going to call this a health roll. Yeah. How often do you get a health roll? Beat a three. Oh. Well, I got a four. I got a three on the dot. Makes sense. You're micro-napping the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I convinced right. myself that that's a real thing that I can do. Is that a five? <laughs> yes. 
six. Okay. So, uh, Ula and Trey, um, you not only after this is over, it's going to be mid afternoon. You two both feel fully rested, alert. You, you, you had no problem like waking up and taking watch for a couple hours and going right back to sleep again. So you guys feel great. Nash, you're a little groggy. You wish you had a couple more hours sleep. I'm not going to call it a negative, but you're, you're just a little bit fuck. And uh, Reggie, you're doing fine. I mean, you tried just, just for the hell of it. You tried to stay up the whole time and yeah. you probably think you did, but you didn't. I did. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was awake the whole time. Nothing happened. Uh, Todd, I know that at one point Ula was shot through the hand. How does that heal, I guess? Uh, well, it'll be good enough to, to, no, to no longer have a negative if you mm-hmm. rest for a few days. It's just the one hit. Is that the only damage you've taken? I think yeah, was, we both took one. Yeah, Nash and Ula both took like a hit. Yeah, and I, mine was through my hand, I remember. The rules as written is rest for a few days, but a few is like at least three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that means downtime. Gotcha. Okay. So at current, I'm still going to be in a negative when shooting. Yeah, anything involving Grace. Okay. Me too. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I patched this up as best as could because I have medic. But it's just a matter of there's a there's a hole where there shouldn't be. <laughs> there's a hole, <laughs> or a graze, or you know whatever it yeah. is. But yeah, and since Ula had set this place up as a you know as a, as a dash spot as a hidey hole, there's probably some gauze and medical supplies here too, so you can redo your bandages. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, and so when when. Uh, Ula and Trey wake up. They're the last two sleeping. And they're like, they, they get up and they're ready like, hey, let's go face the world. And Nash, you kind of feel like, geez, uh, I think I got screwed in this deal. I shouldn't <laughs> sorry, have wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time he's he's been up longer than he should have been. <laughs> but you've been thinking all night long. The, the only other thing, I mean, he said he'd been out here eating rats and lizards. So you know that like, Okay, you can survive out here eating rats and lizards, even if you're not a good shot and, and got you know little tiny killbots doing your work for you. Uh, there's a the place where you got the tent from. He had a little grove of olive trees, and there's actually some edible olives there. So that, that's another source of food that you found. And uh, in this environment, I mean, especially to Ula, th- these are striking and noticeable, right? When you find a source of food, a source of water. That's that's real value out here. And uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? That he had said something about the tube people. And when he said that, he was gesturing off eastward. He said that he didn't think they'd come out from the city this far. They don't care about anything out here. They don't care about the tube people. They left them out there to die. Yeah, we got the whole story. They were drilling like a tunnel from the city out or from or from both ends and then abandon it. So there was people living in a tunnel or presumably people living in a tunnel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so just not, as not you're going there. to, so Nash, you're on, uh, you were on first watch and you're on last watch. That's why you feel messed up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you go to wake up Ula and Trey, that's what you're, that's what was on your mind. You're thinking about those tunnel people. You're like, we don't, I don't think we have to worry about the insurance company coming out here, but who are the tunnel people? Yeah. 
So um, I don't know how much you guys remember from last night with that with that dude, but uh, Ula, there's a there's a tunnel out here somewhere. The the, the that jerk off was talking about the tunnel people. Does that sound familiar? It's the Terminationer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to call him that, Reg. He was just. <laughs> it's a cool name. I, well, yeah, I mean, it's real, okay, but you have his uh, you have his ID. His real name is Ken Erslinger. Well, you call him Ken. <laughs> yeah. The the tunnel. I I only know exactly what he said. I don't I don't have any f- further information other than apparently. I mean, every, there, everybody so in the city a... knew. Everybody in the city knew that they they planned to expand the the underground freeways and and train systems. So, it, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that's about all you know. So, so you you've never interacted with any of these people out here, then? No. Um, but I'm curious. Maybe there's a way into the city now. But you've also been hiding a lot. So, I mean, right? Is there any? My best to avoid almost everyone. Well, so, I mean, would there be any reason to think that these tunnel people would be part of that whole thing that was looking looking for you? Oh no, that doesn't seem very likely. Right. So, seems like a pretty good destination, I think. All right, but look, I... when we get there, like, let's not call them tunnel people. Oh, that's, right? good. that's probably not. That's smart. You're saying. Yeah, it's very smart. Yes. We should probably come up with another name to call them. The Undergrounders. <gasps> that could work. That could work. Hold on, I'm just going to make a little note. That <laughs> uh, That's right. good. Whatever they call oh, themselves, they're going to like that better. <laughs> Todd, did he, did he give us the direction? I feel like he did. I know he gave us a lot of information. Um, I just it don't recall. Kind of vaguely gesturing in an east by southeast direction, but you didn't get the feeling it was too far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's uh, east southeast from here. Um, Can we use the drones to um, uh, trace drones to look for an entrance? Yes, absolutely. I plan on using them to scout ahead. Good call. So, I like it. How do we travel? Who, um, takes, who takes point? Who takes rear? I mean, I would defer to Ula in this, guys. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> this is her place. Well, I would say uh, I'll probably take point because I know what I'm looking for, and or at least I know what to look out for. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, just uh, single file with a bit of distance between us in case one of us runs into something. Explosive. Yeah, I mean, I'm on your back, Nash. So maybe you know you be in the back, and I'll, so I can I can watch the rear. Yeah, I like that. That works. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it was wonderful. So, uh, God, real I, quick, I forget um, what, we agreed, what we agreed on. Was it was Reggie back mounted facing? Oh, back. Yeah, it makes sense because if I'm Baby Bjorn, he's got nothing. There's no sort of like, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. a backpack. Jesse? So, real quick, over the last um, the few hours over the watch, could Trey do any work on the little mini drone, the little mini robot that he got to get that up and running again? Yeah, you're up for a couple boring hours. What do yeah. you want to do to it? 
You're just uh, just trying to um, make it work again. Yeah, yeah. Just rewire yeah. it. Attach, you know, attach whatever uh, you know parts fell off, or you know, just trying to kind of hey, get it back into a uh, into a working uh, robot again. Okay, so so this is both um, mechanics and electronics, but you're probably primarily concerned with the electronics. All right. Um, so this is going to be an electronics role, which is a brain space skill. Sounds good. And I do have a bonus in electronics. Uh, this is hard. It's going to be five. a five. Oh, you exactly tied it. Okay, this is a yes, but. Uh, all right. So actually, you got it online again. You um, you used some copper wire that you'd taken from that police car a couple days mm -hmm. ago. And uh, you sort of rigged it so that the two pieces of a broken circuit board are now back in contact again. But you're not sure how long that's going to hold. It's a, it, you don't actually have solder, so it's a really ratchety kind of connection that you've got. Right. I, I should probably point out, too, I guess, since we're, like, post the um, watches, Nash would have stripped and cleaned the guns. Uh, as best as he's able, you know, without having like a full kit, swipe everything down, clean out the dirt, all that kind of stuff, especially having two watches, um, just to make sure that everything was, it's not a gun that he's familiar with or comfortable with yet. So like, yeah. Gotcha. I'm kind of curious uh, who, if anyone is hanging on to Ken's gun, which was actually a replica gun, not even a real gun. I, I don't, I think we just tossed I have it. A real gun. <laughs> Duct tape it to me, pod. That way, <laughs> it'll just sort of—it'll be something for anyone who wants to fuck with us to look at and question. Careful, that jar baby is armed. Yeah, yeah right. Did they? Did they give a baby a gun? <laughs> These motherfuckers—they gave a baby a gun. No, they taped it to its its water cell or whatever's inside. If, if you bring it up, Nash would do it. I, I'm right. Yeah. I brought it up. It's up. Get get some wire, some some just lines or some shit, and like fucking tie it around there. Yeah, don't tie it around my eye line so that I can still see out of the goo that I'm in. Yeah, no, no, low slung on the hip, so it looks like you're low carrying. slung. Oh yeah, on the hip. Oh, yeah, firing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, like absolutely. Oh, God, I missed my body. So <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I never had a body. Right? Any good axe man. Uh, you know what? It, it, that's kind of that's kind of blurry. You know what? What what's important is you're you, Reggie. I mean, think about it this way: you you always have a point of view whenever you've seen anything, right? But you never see the point of view. You are the. There is no point to any of us, right? Right, and you are the same point of view whether you thought your body was a full grown man or a baby in a jar. That hardly matters, really. It it doesn't right. There's no there's no point of view. There's no point of me. Um, there's there's just no point. So strap me up as I'm hip firing this fake gun. I can't. You know you're you're fucking killing me, Reg. I, I, I whatever, whatever's going on. I hope we can work this out because you're like you you're just you you're on a whole other plane now. Now we're we're all here. Everything is on the same plane. And um, we're, we're, we're right where we should be, which is where we've always been, which is together. Oh, fuck. Trey, right. this, you know what? Just, is it just as me? says that, we're all right where we should have always been. Now, suddenly a vortex opens up about 30 Damn feet it. ahead of you. In front, and you can go ahead and share my screen, John. The, uh, 
the phenomenon that you've seen before that uh, is sometimes called a flux storm. Different people it. call it different things. It's a we reality. We an event. Damn it. It's a reality fracture. And it opens up. Now, uh, this is not the same hallway, although it's the same picture. This is not the same hallway that you guys saw the last time you saw one of these. And yet, it is a hallway. The architecture is slightly different. The blue is a slightly different blue. And sitting right at the, it's not in the picture, but right uh, just a foot or two into this blue section of hallway that seems to manifest in front of you is this little canister. Um, so it's about the size of uh, like a two liter thermos. It's drab green military color. It's got a couple dials and lights on the top of it. And there's a red sequence of lights going back and forth. You don't see anybody else in the hallway. You just see this canister. What do you do? Have we what seen it before? Is it something we've seen before? No. Would it? So it wouldn't be. You said it's all drab, so which makes me think military. It's not something that we've ever seen during our service. Uh, it's um, You know what? Everybody can take a brains roll on this. Those with military background, beta two. And everybody else. Oh, six. Six of my brains. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it's not just because Ula had mentioned ordinance earlier, but also because Jack, the Jack Nash, the first thing that pops in your head is you see those little red lights going back and forth. You're like, that's a live charge. Yeah. He just starts yelling, everybody down, down. Uh, Is it on our side of the gate? It is like in the fuzzy, blurry area that when the gate shrinks away, it, it may be left here. Yeah, I close the gate around it so that it's not on our side. You're making the gate close. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Making- I want to go, oh, shit, and I want to close the gate around it so it's not on our side. Uh, I applaud your effort. But this is- <laughs> Thank you for letting me down easy. I appreciate it. <laughs> this is going to take a 10. This is insane. Okay. Uh, can I do that? If I roll a, I mean, if I, you can get right. a yes, but yeah. I, I, I can roll a 10. I can get a yes, but I'm rolling four die. I mean, it's the, my little pony dice. Okay. So oh, poof, you this got a 10, then. vortex appears. There's this little canister. You realize the lights are flashing. Nash yells, everybody hit the dirt. Everybody hits the dirt, except maybe Reggie who furrows his brow. I have to hit the dirt, though. I'm on Nash's back. Oh, He's coming with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You're facing up because Nash hits the dirt, so he's belly down. Right. You're up. You're you're looking at the thing. Yeah. Throwing your little baby brow. Uh, oh, my God. You're getting a little baby nose bleeding. That's not oh, going to be good. I just didn't I, get in the liquid. That sucks. You're trying to change reality here, and this yeah. is two different realities we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm doing it. Okay. There's a five on there. So, no, I did not make it. So, it's a, it's a nine total. You missed. You missed by one. I did. Damn it. Okay. No one. So, you do not manage no to force the, the, the vortex closed. But tell me something good. Something good that yeah. happens is that the the stress yeah. of the the stress of it closing just completely deactivates the uh, ordinance so that it's, you know, it's it's just dead now or it's deactivated. And I pass out. And there's a small leak in the thing. Anything to make it not blow up, Todd. <laughs> okay. okay. You 
you deactivate whatever it is. You know that you've stopped it from doing whatever it was doing. And the vortex swirls backward and disappears. And the canister is left right there in front of you. No blinking lights. And then the lid of it starts to unscrew. Oh, my God. I want to ask everybody again, what are you doing right now? <laughs> oh, gun drawn. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm like on my I'm like on my back, but like gun pointed through my knees. Yeah, do you so do you say that it's deactivated, Reg? Well, I mean, do, are we seeing the like the lights go off? The lights stopped. Yeah, and yeah. it was making it was making oh. a little bit of a, a thrumming sound. The the vortex right. disappears, but when the lights go off, that sound stops too. So whatever this canister was doing, you've stopped it. So I might say something like, oh, God, it stopped. Hold on. Ah, it's fucking up. Just, and then it starts to open up. Yeah. yeah, so then I would get up and turn around, and then when it starts to open, I would certainly draw. Okay, everybody make a grace roll. You can add acrobatics or athletics or something like that. Uh, and tell me, who gets the highest roll out of all y'all? Should I make this roll? Does it matter? No, I'm sorry. Can I, can I add my stealth? Oh, I have athletics. Okay, five. Anybody beat a five? I I got a five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ooh, okay. Ula's the first. Okay, this kind of makes sense. Ula, you got that crazy machinery in your head. Uh, Leslie, we need to talk about that at some point because <laughs> because I, I because I know so little about it that I forget that you have it. But it is very useful shit, and it's saving your ass right now. Because the moment before the, the we're about to go into action frames, the moment before the next frame happens, you realize this is nanotech. That was a sealed container, and Reggie just unsealed it. You're, yeah, these are nanobots. Well, shit. All right. You probably um, have an, about enough time to shout out just a few words before I'm going to kick into action frames. She's just going to scream nanobots and start shooting. All right. Do, so my question is, do we know what that is? Right. Do we have nanobots in, in our other timeline? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. Um, you've never seen like anything deployed by the military uh, as, as an ordinance. Um, but you know what nanobots are. Yeah. I mean, what I think that's dangerous then. Um, well, actually, in in the original world that you guys came from, I mean, it, it is actually the same world as Ubiquicity, but like with a lighter tone. And so the focus there in the world you came from is more on nanotech, nanomedicine, nano, um, uh, you know, like blood filtering, cleaning, longevity, that sort of nanotech. Mm-hmm. Um, um, however, as, however, there's the fears of the gray goo. You know, that's always a problem. It's, once in a while, a lab, you know, it gets run over by gray goo and the military has to nuke the thing. Hmm. Uh, as a person, though, who ran special forces operations for high end uh, commercial work, dealing with CEOs and CFOs that often have the nanotech implanted in them, even if it's an original intention is as a health benefit. If you're able to get in there, then anything can happen. <laughs> well, that's a very tray kind of a thought. <laughs> yeah. And and so now everybody wants to declare. Not saying that's a, 
Not saying that's a technique or a tactic that my clutch has used in the back in in the past. Sure, <laughs> of course not. But, uh, and you bet that that I will give you a bonus on whatever weird idea you have in your head. But what's what's happening? We're all declaring our actions now. Oh yeah. And and what uh, what this cloud is going to do? They're unscrewing the container from inside, and then they're going to fly directly toward the nearest source of electromagnetic energy that they sense. Oh crap. That's what, that's what they do. <laughs> but I don't think we, but I don't know that we would us. know that though. Right? I mean that's the uh well no I'm not I, I'm not saying that they're declaring their actions yeah, yeah. In, in game, but I'm letting you all know and you kind of have uh you know each you're not idiots. <laughs> you realize that it, this thing is opening from the inside and Ula just screamed nanobots so you're prepared to be swarmed. It just comes with the territory. Um, Trey is going to run. So he's going to kind of associate the canister with these things trying to come out. And so he's going to run over and see if there's any kind of uh, like retrieval mechanism within this container. Maybe if he can, if he can screw with the electronics of it, that he can almost like call them home back into the canister you want to hack into the canister basically the canister is is an electronic device is it like manually so he's going to run over to the canister and do it that way okay cool everybody else any ideas i mean ula yells i don't know that that nash is like super freaked out but like he is in a different I mean, I guess he would start to backpedal away, but I don't think he's as concerned because it's not something that he's dealt with. So he would think that it's necessarily a threat, right? She seems concerned. So like, oh, fuck, I got to move. But he's also not like firing wildly because like if it's nanotech, like what are you going to shoot? Right. Like it's it's this little fucking fly boss or whatever. Yep. So the jar opens and everybody else is backing away from it while Trey is running toward it. He hits the ground, his hands stretched out. He grabs it like diving for a football. And uh, he's got his hands on it and and concentrating on how to get into its system. Uh, Trey, your your little network of people, network of dudes, mm-hmm. you, have, you have them now because of the because of the terminationer's machine, broad range oh. scanner, right? So you are a local area network. You and your boss <gasps> are running. You can't connect with anything else out of range. You don't have the range for that. You got one kilometer range. And the little eight bit Reggie's there too. <laughs> but but Trey, you are online. Your your augmented reality is up. Nice. So you, can, you can use your little dudes to try to hack into this thing. Okay. Uh, and that's what I need you to do. And the difficulty is an eight. And while that's happening, a, a black cloud, it's like tiny little gnats, like thousands and thousands and thousands of little gnats flying up into the sky around you and swarming around. Did I know about the electromagnetic Would, thing? Uh, well, no. You knew that was a machine, and yeah. you stopped it from doing whatever it was doing. What you didn't okay. know was that what it was doing was holding these little fuckers in. Okay, all right, all right, got it. Um, would this be a either programming or encryption? It's encryption to get into it. Yeah. Sounds good. And you need to beat an eight. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm running off a plus two here. 
Seven. Yeah. Um, so that's a no. You haven't hacked into it, but something positive. Tell me something good. Um, I didn't get into it, but I I understand the. I noticed some some um, some key coding usages in the in the uh, defense code, and I know the company that made it. <laughs> that too is a very tray thing to say. I have to I have to give that to you. All right, let me open this fucker up. This is uh, Leslie looks very concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to double check, and uh, I'm I'm sorry for the dramatic delay, but it is exactly as dramatic as it deserves to be because this is Wolfram code. Okay. Okay. So this little cloud of boss swarms. The the lid falls to the ground. The the swarm of gnats. It looks like flies up into the air, and then it disperses so finely that you actually you can't see it anymore. But they are targeting all of your electronic shit, and that means there's a particularly large cloud of them swarming around Trey. Get the fuck out of there! So, um... Um, (laughs) You can't... I can't really call this defending. There's kind of nothing you can do. It's just like roll to see how bad it is. Yeah. uh, Question, though. So if it... Is it attacking me... Physically or like through the software? Uh, it, it is it is trying to get inside machinery. Okay. Physically. So it's actually trying to like physically get into the hardware in my head. At the molecular level. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Nash, what is the, yes. let's, let's call it uh, in terms of like milliwatts per hour, What's the what's the most powerful object on your person? The thing with the strongest battery charge, or uh, the nightstick with the stun charge? Oh yeah, they're going for that. Okay, so the the nightstick literally moves off of your body and falls to the ground, uh, and there's a f- shocks of electricity jumping off of it. It's morphing. It's turning into something like a snake. You jump the fuck back, Ula. Do you have any electronic gear on you, or is it just in you? I don't actually know the answer to that. Cause I was th- <laughs> I was looking at my stuff and like I don't really have a very good accounting of my gear. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what I have. <laughs> I would imagine it's probably mostly implanted, right? I mean, like your neural stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything else is probably just the gun. The... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that most of what Ula's got on her, like the stuff from the clan, um, is all kind of low-tech stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so Ula, you too find that these like little gnats are like buzzing all around you. You can feel them like climbing into your ears and you're getting into your skin. Cool. Uh, and Trey, that's starting to happen to you too, although for you, that's happening all over your body. There are, there are many more of them interested in Trey. Are we in like a fr- frame? Can I? We are. We are in a frame, and I, I just, um, 
I just wanted to make sure. What, I, again, this should be moving really fast, but instead it's moving really slow. So we're going to pretend that the reason it's moving really slow is like nanobots. Your experience of time has been yeah. radically altered. Time is dramatically slowed down at this moment as these tiny little things start burrowing into Ula's head and into yeah, yeah. Trey's skin. And there's really nothing you can do about it. And Jack, you're just busy freaking out because your nightstick is turning into like some kind of living creature. Ula, give me a health roll and Trey, uh, also a health roll. Eat a four. Thanks. We are two yes. very healthy people. <laughs> Dice have been nice tonight. Jesse, what'd you get? Uh, five. Okay, so um, Trey, uh, you you're not exactly sure how you how you're doing this, but by sheer will, you're like resisting, and you're somehow succeeding. Like your DNI is helping you do this on a molecular level. Your your body like is using micro movements to block the attempts to insert themselves into your structure. This is not quite physical. It feels more electric than physical. Mm -hmm. Happening at like a, you know, smaller than 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 even a nerve ending. Tiny, tiny little electrical pulses, like pins and needles, and you're holding it at bay by the, by an act of sheer will. But Ula, when they get into your head, they recognize the code in your head, and you repel them, and Tell me something good. Ooh. Hmm. So one of my cyber gears, I have full spectrum vision. Once I expel them, I can use them as almost like an ESP extrasensory perception to go after the rest of them so I can see them. Okay. So I don't know what it feels like to Ula. You, you can tell me what it feels like subjectively. But what's happened here is that the, the machinery in your head, which increases your mental capacity, your, your perceptive capabilities, and, and we haven't even discussed what else, but a couple other interesting things, is made by the same company that made these nanobots. They speak the same code, but yours is much more advanced, and that means you've taken over the cloud, the nano cloud. Now you That's can tell me what that, what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, I'm, it's probably very difficult for her. Um, well, she would immediately recall them all, I guess, to her. <laughs> the little uh, a cloud swarms and pulls off of Jesse and pulls off of John. It pulls off, I'm sorry, Trey and Nash, and comes together and coalesces as a black sphere almost, like a couple meters across around Ula's head. And then it just condenses into her head. And Ula like wobbles and is shocked for a moment as this just the sheer power of this coming into you and enhancing your capabilities. If anybody was measuring with calipers, your head just got a little larger. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I think she probably pukes. Like, lift is like, yes. <laughs> just vomits at this point. Like. 
That's that's not bad. Actually, in fact, give me a psyche roll to see if you can avoid doing that. Um, this is freaky. Beat of five. Yes. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so nope. So Ula Ula just loses coordination and control and falls to her knees and begins puking violently. And Ula, I can tell you that the experience is something like suddenly uh, you call them you call them all to you and it's working. You know that it's working, right? But like maybe you bit off more than you could chew because now you're sensing them entering your head from both the inside and all of the outside points as they converge. Nope, You're feeling good. yourself entering your own consciousness millions of times. Okay. And you, you completely, you don't know which way is up. You can't see for a minute. You just, there's like the, the light gets brighter and brighter. You're like whiting out and the sound of the world increases in volume until it's like you're huddled with your shoulders up above your ears as you're puking. Uh, the world has just turned up to maximum volume and maximum contrast. And then it suddenly stops. Your head hurts. Like literally your skull has gotten slightly larger and you feel like you just gained one point of brains. Oh, yeah. Oh, This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.